One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. And welcome back to the rest of the episode that you are currently listening to of Grey's Academy. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your hosts, Carmen. It's a beautiful day for a crossover podcast. Let us explain. If you have accidentally started here, pause and go back one episode and listen to that because we split it up into two because we had so much shit to say. And technical difficulties um, over and the course of three hours. <laughs> so many technical difficulties. We only have one hour of recording, and we have been recording for three hours while trying to uh, record. Two, 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 almost two and a half. I just want a pub sub. Oh, and I bless. definitely can't have one right now because it is the middle of the night. Um, so yeah. maybe tomorrow. That sounds I'll like a great myself idea. A little treat. I, I'm definitely gonna need one when we're when we're in Florida in a couple months. Yeah, little. We're actually going to start this episode with everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Crossover. Ooh. There is. So, genuinely. One person. Don't. So, one person. Okay. I, I want no context. I'm just going to guess. Okay. Yeah, that's I don't why I said person. A, okay. Uh, but if you have not started the previous episode, go listen to it. It's fun. There's some shout outs. And now for the episode. It's Hunt's ex fiance. Oh, you're so close. Is it the dad? Yeah, it's the dad. Fuck! I really thought Damn you were going to get it. Damn it. it. Those are my two guesses. If you would have said, yeah. if you would have said guy, yeah. I would have gotten yeah. that right. I thought, I think you would have. Um, okay, so Sam Anderson. 
plays Michael Whitman. Mr. Anderson. He was in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder, one episode of Station 19, and one episode of Scandal. And a lot of episodes of Lost. (laughs) He does not look familiar. Have I met? I would have met him in Scandal. I'm in the last season of Scandal. I think it's Scandal. I think he was in the episode with all the ex-spies. I'm pretty sure he was one of the ex-spies. Oh, that would have been cool. That was mm-hmm. that's cool. I got it. Yeah, that was one of, my, that's one of my favorite scandal episodes. Great Hands episode. Down, that's one of my favorite episodes. We have watched that so fast. I need to go rewatch it because yeah. the, unlike how to get away with murder, it's like intense the whole time, and you're just like, "What the fuck is actually happening?" <laughs> yeah, because well, scandal, there's like of, secret cabals like running the entire nation and world. Yeah. So. And then at a certain point, you're like, "This is too real. I gotta." Yeah. This is like, I, I can't. Truly now, sometimes when I'm like watching the news, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. This is just what they want us to believe because somewhere Olivia Pope's dad is just fucking people over left and right. right. It does not matter. <laughs> he will Eesh. murder entire buses of people for fun. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Literally nothing matters. She's really, at this current point of scandal, she's really pissing me off. Yeah. So. Anyways, all right, on to the rest of the girth of this, this episode here. Uh, where do yes. you want to start now? Let's talk about Hunt and Christina and Beth oh. and Michael. Sam Anderson? Mm-hmm. Michael Whitman, Beth Whitman. Uh, Miller Lite? Sponsor us. Please. Um, so. What did I predict? Did I predict it was a, a ex, ex-wife? You said or ex-wife beyond- or the wife of someone that he had saved. Or failed to save, soldier-wise. I feel You're, like I'm gonna I get, give you. I'm going to give you an 84%. For the X part. Well, yeah, I and because kn- you made too many was, predictions. If you had said okay. just ex-wife, I probably would have given you like a 92. But you did too many options. I'll still take the B, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's a B. It's solid B. Um, so they were engaged. Um, he broke up with her in an email. I need to know what two lines he said in an email. I would love to tell you, but I don't know. Um, We never find out. Honestly, we might, and I just don't remember. But we also might not. Because I feel like I would remember. I'm really not positive, though. Because in my my head, especially because... So when Marlo was starting to say, like, hi, dog, I was going around (laughs) telling Jess... I was like, Jessica, Marlo's speaking full sentences. She's communicating (laughs) in full sentences. Hi, dog is a full sentence. So it could have been like, what's, what's the girl's name? Beth. Hello, Beth. Comma, I hope this finds you well, period. We are done, period. That could be Hello, it. Hello, Beth. I don't think we should get married. Owen. Is hello, Beth? Would that be a sentence? Well, hello, according Beth. to you, yes. Hi, dog is a sentence. How is hello, Beth I get any it. different I get what you're saying. Dog. I get what you're saying. <laughs> They're both nouns, and they both it's just a greeting and a it's noun. It's the greeting and the <laughs> noun. Like it's the exact same thing that you just said. <laughs> okay, 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 Kelsey, calm down, calm down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need another beer at this rate. <laughs> I can't. I'm so unwell. It's been too much today. My brain stopped working several hours ago. 
gosh. There was only one shot of tequila worth of alcohol in that drink. It is not enough. I'll tell Should you we what. just pause and leave the computers running and like not stop recording? We're just going to go get drinks. The listeners just get to listen to the white noise. <laughs> no, I don't think we should do that. Obviously not. Um, okay. So Beth is there with her dad. And Christina is in there with Weber. And then Beth leaves. And that's when Owen comes in. And um, that's when everything is revealed in front of Christina very rapidly. That they really didn't ease into it either. He comes in and the dad's like, What the fuck? And Owen's like, Yeah, I work here now. Um, don't you think you should tell her? And then the dad just goes, Well, you lost your right to tell her anything. Um, when you broke off your engagement in a two line email. Which they really hit two-line email like 68 times in this episode. They're really hard on that. That's why I thought maybe there's an, like the next episode I was hoping that she would print it off. <laughs> and like Plaster bring it, it all over the hospital. Yeah. This is your Dr. Hunt. Or like crumble it up and throw it at him and say, this is what you did to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she leaves. They talk. Christina's like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, kind of a parallel to Meredith finding out that Derek is married. Not obviously not as aggressive, but like similar ish. Um, again, yeah, I could see that like very, very diet version of that, because obviously Derek and Meredith were together and he was all the way married. And Owen and Christina are just starting to be together and he was engaged. The thing that I'll say about the both of these situations, too, is regardless of the way that everyone feels about these characters and like the situation's uniqueness, I can see both of Derek and Hunt's side of this. Mm -hmm. I can see Derek being cheated on moving away and starting a relationship as if nothing had like he's, he's single now. I can understand. I'm not saying it's right, but I can understand where he's coming from. And the way that Hunt justifies it later is he's like, the, the person that these people knew doesn't exist. Yeah. So like, I feel like I see Owen's side way more. Even if you yes. take out like the, the trauma that he's gone through, I feel like if you're in that early of a stages of a relationship with someone, you don't need to say, oh, I was engaged before yet. Like that is something you need to disclose, disclose to your partner as the relationship progresses. But as far as I'm concerned with where they are, they've had one not date because he showed up trashed. They've had several kisses, yeah, one not date, point. and that's, that's it. That's a good point. So even if you remove the fact that like he has gone through this horrific, like life altering situation, even if they were just like dating and they were both like in a similar place mentally, I feel like he would be also fine not to have told her this. But that being said, because of how she finds out, it does feel like a blindsided. You were keeping this from me only because he isn't the one who told her. Yeah. Ultimately, a lot of times that becomes the differentiator for me is mm -hmm. do you tell the person or do they find out? Those are two very different things. Ultimately, yet again, Derek is the worst of the two people in this yes. scenario. <laughs> in this scenario. Um, but yeah, it's also like, 
it makes us wonder, right, as audience, the kind of person that Owen was before, that that is the type of person he was engaged to because she's just so, like, peppy and bubbly and, like... Sheltered. Sheltered. You know, obviously, he it kind of is, like, yes, he has... Christina has alluded to, like, your savior complex, like, in the past, where, like, obviously that has come into play. He clearly likes, like, wants to, like, take care of or whatever. Um... But yeah, I kind of, I'm like, damn, you are like, if that's who you were with, like, cause in no world could I picture the hunt that we know now with that type of person. That'd be yeah, like, what him did he being say? With, like, he could, they couldn't even, him and the dad couldn't even take vacation at the same time. Right. At the risk what that if there was a, a spider. Right. Yeah. Although, listen, I respect that. If a cockroach <laughs> shows up, just go get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah that's just wild um and then he keeps trying to talk to christina about it and she doesn't want to talk about it which i also understand because i get in those situations it's kind of like i do feel as though she does want to talk about it but she wants to process it on her own first and also not talk about it at work when she is still has to care for this man as a patient yeah there's a lot of layers to it yeah it's and it's so it's so unique it's uh also you know, they, the, the writers may have dropped the ball on how they represent Dixon and, like, autism, the autism mm-hmm. spectrum. Uh, I almost said autism and Asperger's, but I'm trying to make sure that I'm adjusting my... Vernacular. Okay, yes, thank you. So, who was who that? Who, which friend of ours had shouted that out? That was an email, right? It was, I think, an email and also an Instagram that yeah. I got, and I don't remember... So the way that the writers have portrayed the autism spectrum in general, I think they've dropped the ball a little bit, Mm -hmm. but the way they're representing PTSD within hunt. I don't know if it's just his acting or if it's their writing, but it feels, yeah, I have a limited knowledge base of people in my life that have this PTSD I do have friends who have served in the military, active duty, and I have gotten glimpses. Okay, so I'm not going to portray myself as an expert. Right. But what I'm seeing feels like there's a lot of really good writing and acting that goes into right. this side of what they're doing right now for this story. Yeah, I agree. I feel like this, the representation on this feels much more um, authentic. Yeah. Than what yeah. they were doing with Dixon. And that's truly like just a disservice to the, to the autism community. And it goes back to when I had mentioned before the writers saying that they had regretted the way that that storyline had played out. And I, I don't think that that's how it would have gone down in the current situation of Grace as we know it now in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. But we get that scene later on where i mean just in general it's it's a little bit crazy going back and forth around the the, the episode and christina calls him out and she's like Do you even does your mom even know like dude like what the fuck yeah dude that's fucked up it's messed up he he pulls her into the on-call room later and he's like look i call my mom once a week but she just doesn't know that i'm six miles away yeah which six miles yeah that's he's crazy not far it's crazy. And it's, you know, it's the same thing. He says, I can't tell her that the son she sent off to war is not the person I am anymore. It's the same thing. Um, it's sad. It's truly heartbreaking. Um, 
And uh, so do you want to touch on that last scene with them? Like the, like the last dialogue with them specifically? I do, but I don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> well, it? he, so he says that, uh, I don't feel like a ghost when you look at me. You see. Oh me. yeah. Please see me. Please see me. You're the only one that I feel like sees me. Yeah. You're the only, that's the only time I feel real is when you look at me. God there. And like the way she can act with like just her face, like she does not respond, but you like know where she's at. Just the way she like looks at him. There was like a half like smirk smile in there. Like, you know, that a little bit of emotion just kind of seeps out right Mm -hmm. there. She's trying to hold it all in. Great actress. There, There seems to be like, we're close to tears also. Yeah. She's yeah. trying to just hold it together because again, she's at work. This is not where she wants to be dealing with it, but whew. here we are. Um, also, should we talk about the patient they're treating? Um, Beth's dad secretly has cancer that he just like, isn't telling her about, which is, yeah. What does he have? He, he goes to get insane. treated for a hernia and he has colorectal cancer. Yeah. And so as soon as she leaves, he's like, so I actually have cancer. I've had it for three years. These are the procedures that I've had. This is what's currently going on. That's probably why I'm in immense abdominal pain. Any questions? Um, So the whole episode, he's like, I don't want her to know. So the whole episode is, you know, they're honoring that. They don't, they don't tell her. They don't have the right to tell her. HIPAA. That's actually, actually that might not be HIPAA. That's a different, it's a different rule. But it is like Might you didn't sign the form of like lion who, or giraffe. Who, yeah, who can be told? Um, uh, excuse me. And so, doctor patient confidentiality. Yeah. Rule. And so, it's just wild. Um, finally, Owen is like, she deserves better than that. And then when she says, I deserve better than that, that's when he's like, you know what? Okay. And he tells her, yeah yeah i will say that the scene the scene where what what's her name the girl's beth. name beth when beth sees hunt and yeah, you get that's this a roller like, coaster of like a two minutes oh my gosh it she goes from like kind of being excited to hugging him to they, like they i'm don't, shocked they, i'm mad i'm hugging yeah. you so glad you're back and then he just like peels her off of him it's so uncomfortable i so obviously she thought he was still in Iraq, right? Yes. But then I, I think it's either a separate scene. Maybe it's later on in that scene. I really don't know. But she says that she's been praying for him every night to make it home. Yeah. It's that same scene. Like. Before she. Whoa. Him. Whoa. She's like, I'm Dude, just praying that you make out it out alive. who care about you. Yeah. And she says, I just saw your mom. And. That's kind of when Christina's like, wait, his mom doesn't know he's here. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's yucky. Uh, anything, anything else on that storyline? I'm excited. So my prediction. I think the dad is going to die in this crossover event. Also, I know we don't talk about this much, but what the fuck was Beth wearing? She she comes in and she's got like a long sleeves and then she's got like a mustard sweater with like huge fucking green buttons oh, underneath yeah. a purple coat. 
It's like she got her clothes from Ronald McDonald. It's very of the 2000s, but I'm just like, it's, I remember when that was on being like, what is she wearing? <laughs> Do you ever just look back at the 2000s clothing style and go like, ugh, man, yes. what were we thinking? Constantly. I was never in with those styles. I was very at the tail end of everything. Because I was poor. Um, Mood. But, uh. The hair, the hair also gets me. The, the spray tans and the hair and the bedazzling of everything. I don't understand it. It wasn't even like spray tans. It was like self-tanner. <laughs> Which Lotion they figured tan. out for in the, in the current times. You can kind of see it, what she's wearing here. You can't like fully, but kind of yeah i do remember yeah it it didn't stand out to me but i i i'm i'm upset about it now after the fact but in <laughs> the welcome. moment it i wasn't it wasn't egregiously like it wasn't egregious to me yeah oh goodness so, uh all right yeah i think that's like the major points for the beth situation honestly um i don't know you have you think he's gonna die um so yeah i don't know if there's anything else really to say about it um, other than I mean, obviously he tells her just he tells leading her at the up, end. he does tell her oh she does say you don't even look like yourself which is you look hard that's what she says which is sad your don't dick make is a penis just joke. erect oh okay you should have been quicker you should uh, honestly i blame war, you or carmen so did his penis all right we're done with this conversation um <laughs> okie yeah so this We've just got, leads. Uh, go ahead. Oh, go, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say during this whole time, Meredith and Christina are simultaneously having conversations about how they don't really know Derek and Owen because this kind of mirrors Meredith seeing Derek with all of these people from his past and them talking about all of these things that she doesn't know about. So if we want to get into the archer of it all, because that's really all we have left, right? Uh, yeah. And so we, we also, when I think about, the Christina and Meredith, it's it goes to their competitive nature too. They're trying to mm -hmm. one up each other. Yeah, because, that's kind of how they always are. Yeah. You know, Meredith is like, Did you know Derek sings and he's got friends and plays guitar? And Christina's like, Yeah, well, Hunt has an ex-fiance, so shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh it's it's just interesting. They have such a, a very interesting dynamic friendship. But I I find those scenes to be to be funny. Yeah, the the Derek. We'll get to that in a second, but the Derek music thing is very, very inter interesting to me. Intriguing. Yeah. Um, I feel like we also have to talk about the storyline of uh, the aneurysm girl. Yeah, we definitely do. She is like losing her ever loving mind. You want to talk about that first, then we'll end with it. We'll, we'll bring it home with all of the Archer storyline. Yeah. So she's basically just waiting because she can't have her surgery because of the Archer emergency. So she's losing her mind because she can't eat, which she, as a pregnant person, like rude, the disrespect. Yeah, um, that's and no she's fun. like panicking because they're like, oh, yeah, you have an aneurysm. It could just burst at any time. You might just die. But like you might not. There's no way to know. Um, so they're going back and forth with that. Alex is Alex is kind of the one monitoring that every time she freaks out, he does a really bad job. Um, he's like, shut up. 
Sadie kind almost of funny, gives though. her kind Sadie of funny. almost gives her a heart attack because she doesn't know how to do a fetal ultrasound. Um, that's Alex, the kid's ass. <laughs> I'm just like, damn, dude. He tells her to shut up and then shows her like one of the more intense ultrasounds to like calm her down. Which I will say, that's like very reassuring when you're pregnant to like see the baby and like be like, okay, everything is fine. Um. So. Yeah, she's just like, please, please, please. And then Derek comes in at the end of the episode and he's like, I'll do it first thing in the morning. And she's like, for the love of God, Derek, can you just do it now? She says it much nicer. Yes. But that's basically what she's like. Look, I have been waiting all damn night and I'm going to call you Derek because we're friends now. Is that okay, Derek? Derek? Derek, is that okay? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's a little annoying. I get it. Also, here's here's what I will say about that scene. Because I have notes to prove it. When she... So we're in the, the surgery at the end, which he decides he's going to finally do it. Lexi has the doomsday sucker. Mm-hmm. And they're low-key mocking her. And they're mocking her. And then all of a sudden, I assume the aneurysm ruptures. Yeah. They, they, they yeah. find it and they, they get it to pop. They get rid of it. Blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was going to be one of the cliffhangers. Yeah. So I thought, I was like, oh, aneurysm girl's a cliffhanger. Wait, nope. No, she's not. She did fine. She survived. She's great. Then she's still a fucking cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. But I don't understand. What's, so she can't, she's choking and they she have to call Shepard? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I truly don't know the, what the connection is between brain surgery and i have the ability to breathe but i'm gasping for air yeah um now previously you said that you thought her husband would die during the event is that still where your head's at if i predicted it then it must be true and uh it will come it will come to pass yes he's gonna die it's written in the stars and she's gonna be fine she also dies i'm i'm yeah the whole family dies even the baby Ooh, baby lives. Orphan they're child. Name, they're name him Anakin. No, I Space think, Jesus. I think, uh, yes, I think. I don't know. See, honestly, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and because I didn't say it yet in this episode, I'm going to spoiler alert private practice here for a second. Okay. So many people fucking die in the show. Yeah. I feel like more people have died in private practice than have died in in. So Grey's in Anatomy. two in a season and a half of private practice, you think more people have died than five episodes of Grace? That might be true. I don't know the stats on it. I could believe Ep- it though. Per episode, per okay. capita, per capita. <laughs> Where's Bernie Sanders when you need him? Per capita, private practice kills more people than Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Hold on, I have to read you this message that we got about. Um, the Casey, yes, Casey, who I've um, talked about before, uh, who I've talked with at length on Instagram, who lives in Seattle. So shout oh, out! Oh yeah, She's Casey, bo- shout out! Boots on the ground for us in Seattle. Um, she sent me unprompted. She sent me private practice is Shonda's Law and Order SVU, and I will not be convinced otherwise. And I, <laughs> I was like. Honestly, I'm here for this take. Like, I'm not mad about this. I see where you're coming from. It's intense. Like, there are people who you're like, oh, they're going to be fine. And they're just dead. 
Mm-hmm. They're dead by the end of the episode. So I think I'm a little bit jaded, especially coming off of this two-week hiatus. So she dies, he dies, and the baby dies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not like a good advertisement for the private practice sector. It's a good show, though. I like it. <laughs> it is a good show. I just need, what I need to do is I need to get through Scandal so that the private practice burden doesn't overwhelm me like it did last time. Yeah. That's really the problem. I'm watching three shows at the same time, and I have to stay up till two o'clock this morning to watch fucking Ahsoka now, okay? So, I don't have a choice. You haven't watched that yet? That's crazy. Because I was watching private practice! What the, don't give, don't. You get out of here. Yeah, but you've been poor with your priorities, so I kind of thought you would have just done it anyways. No, I, I, I've gone to bed no earlier than 2 o'clock for the last two weeks. And on those days that I work at 5.30 in the morning, I'm still going to bed at 2 o'clock. Well done. Not work. Wake up at 5.30. I don't Yeah. I have um, a job that I worked at 5.30. I would actually quit that job right now. <laughs> just have no job. Okay. No. Um, so, okay, yeah, anything else on Jen and is it Rob? I think it's Rob. Um, no, I'm just curious. I'm curious what happens with the next, with the next episode uh, specifically because I don't know why Alex was like, Paige Shepard. He's just trying to celebrate and get a drink. Yeah. Also, what's the rule on if he takes a sip of alcohol and then gets called right back in? What's the rule on that? If he's on call, he might not be drinking. If he's on call, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, also I do want to say when when he the husband is like eating jello and he's like, I'm sorry, Dr. Torres says I have to eat. And she's like, That's okay, how is it? And he's like, It's amazing. And she just starts sobbing. I felt that (laughs) in my soul. Yeah, I I forgot that she couldn't. Yeah, that sucks. I think I'm going to get all-you-can-eat sushi tomorrow by myself. Do it. There's Next time you come, there's a, you have to come at a, during the week because there's a sushi restaurant really close to us, and Mondays and Tuesdays they do 50% off all sushi. But is it all-you-can-eat? I don't know. I haven't been yet. I need it to be all-you-can-eat and 50% off. That's a good fucking value. Also, um, Shaq has like a chicken restaurant chain. Apparently, are you aware of this? what doesn't what doesn't this man have? I did He's not putting, know this. They're, they're building two here in Chattanooga. I need to go. <laughs> yeah, come on down. They're not here yet. Um. Anyways, okay. Maybe moving. Who knows? Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Maybe. Did no, I tell we're you? We're crossing our fingers. It's just not anytime soon. Did I tell you about the fortune cookie that I got the other day? Yes, when we were FaceTiming oh. last night for talking about the trip. Yeah, that's right. Couldn't remember. Um, okay. Archer, right? That's that's all that's left. That is it. And we have a lot to talk about with Archer. Yeah, it is like the main source of protein in this episode. Um, okay. So wait, wait, before we do that, small sidebar for Bailey. When Sam shows up and talks to Bailey while they're in one of the procedures and he goes, a peds internship, you don't seem like a peds person. And he's like, you don't smile. <laughs> Savage. And she gets his fucking inhaler refilled. That's funny. 
Sorry, I just didn't want. I didn't want to like have to like loop that's around. That's part back of on that. the Archer, but that's it's fine. part. We'll... It's part of it. I'm sorry. I I, I consider that a, that was in my Bailey note section, not the ah, Archer note section. I see. I have an I have a, a glossary, <laughs> an index, and in thank you index. That's what I was but trying to think. It's the of. same glossary. It's just they're the same thing. So it's a synonym. I guess it's not. I guess a glossary is more like a little baby dictionary. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyways, okay. Ambulance rolls up. Addison's crying. Naomi's there. They get out. Derek and Richard are waiting. Everyone's hugging. They're like, oh, it's been so long. Welcome back. Welcome back. Blah, blah, blah. Um, they <laughs> the immediately set up that Derek and Archer hate each other. Love it. Um, Very so, much here for it. And I'm not shocked. Yeah, not at all. Who would like Archer? He's like easily the least likable character on either one of these shows. And that's saying something. I hate and him. they both in the same room probably bring out the worst possible characteristics of each other. Absolutely. So uh, Derek immediately wants to bring Archer out of the coma um, because of like a heart situation. I don't really know the details, but he wants to do that. So they do that immediately. And he's like, well, well he's he, awake. He Go was ahead. like, he he wasn't the drip to stop the seizures was making it was making him uh it was negatively there, affecting something it was it was going to send him into like cardiac arrest that's all i know and they give yeah, him narcan like yeah um so yeah they um they pull him out and then Derek's like well he's awake but he's definitely not all the way awake cuz he hasn't threatened to kill me and then he's like he hates me. And she says, people pick side in a divorce. And he goes, well, he picked sides in the marriage, which I love. Cold blooded. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, so then Derek is like looking at the chart and he's like, oh, he first sees her in sex with his girlfriend. Like, why isn't she here? And Naomi's like, um, she is. She, she is. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> Lol. And then Addison's like, bye. Um, so then Naomi and Derek have a moment of conversation where she's like, you know, yeah, I'm kind of sleeping with Archer. It's new, whatever. And then um, they just have a weird moment of like how, you know, we were all four best friends and now we're all four divorced. And like, you're dating this other doctor and and Addison is in LA and me and Sam are divorced and I'm dating Archer. And it's just like, how did we get here? And it's, I cannot imagine. It's like envision a world where we years from now, yeah. all four of us are divorced and I'm just sitting there talking to you in person. And in this hypothetical, the podcast must be over because it's weird between us and we don't talk anymore. Yeah. So and you also uh, we, don't talk to Michael, but I still obviously talk to Jessica. Right. Yeah, totally. Oh, goodness. Also, yeah. the podcast will never end because we will never finish Grace. No. Yeah. No. Never ending story. I hope you all like content because it's just going to keep coming. When does, when does Derek punch the shit out of Archer to wake him up? <laughs> Did that happen already in this, this timeline of events? Isn't... Is that right? Not like when they give him the Narcan? I don't remember. All I have, like, I don't have all the notes. I don't have all the step-by-step stuff, but I have all caps, 
uh, he just punches the shit out of him in the chest and he wakes up. Well, that's, they do that like before they start the, the paddles. Typically they're like, they do one hard hit to see if they can do it without electrocuting them. And that's what wakes them up. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. to like, I think it's to like basically reset the heart to like get it to beat correctly. Based on this show, Crazy. not based on actual medicine. <laughs> right. I'm not a doctor. For legal reasons, we are not doctors or financial advisors, just in case we get on tangents. Yeah. Um, okay, so then... Uh, what else with Archer? Um, oh, they have to, like... Oh, they're trying to convince Archer to let Derek operate. And... Um, they like obviously have ordered new scans and stuff. And then Derek comes in and he's like, yeah, I can't operate. Also though, they're talking about the song that Derek wrote for the wedding and Meredith is in the room and it's hella awkward. And I'm like, I don't know if Naomi so doesn't awkward. know yet that that's Meredith or she just doesn't care. I don't understand. Cause Audison's like, please, can we talk about anything else? Well, then, and then Mark comes in and he's like, Oh, sorry. And Meredith's like, no, it sounds like a great song. <laughs> There's the, the funny scene about that is uh, when he says something about Addison's fine ass and Mark's like, I wrote that line. And I'm like, how fortuitous was this that you wrote the line about Addison's fine ass, which it is. It's a fine ass. Yeah. And he saw it. A lot when they all boned. the way. Um, so, yeah, in, in their world, you think in, in Gray's world, Gray's lore, they did anal. No, you don't think so. You don't think Addison's an anal, anal kind of girl? I know that you've seen the episode of Private Practice where she talks about Cowboy Pete. Oh yeah, so yeah, Cowboy Pete, Gladiator Pete. They, she does not. Based on that, my assumption is absolutely not. Also, based on Addison as a person, my assumption is no. Yeah. So yes, Mark and Mark and Lexi doing anal is canon. No, can we not speculate on this anymore? (laughs) (laughs) It's what the people want. It's so late, Carmen. This is not what we need to do with our time. (laughs) Um. Okay. So, um, the song. Oh yeah, Archer's like, I don't know if I'm going to do the surgery, and then Derek comes in and goes, "Well, it's not just one; it's eight, and I definitely cannot get them without." rupturing them so big fat bummer um and that's when the next scene is when addison finds derek and tells him that after the divorce she put him in a tiny little box and now she needs him to come out of the box and be a surgical god and save archer and then just leaves that's a really really great dialogue cool i liked it it makes sense i like it for their characters um it makes sense for how they've also like been able to like maintain the relationship and how they were able to work together still for like a full year after the divorce or a yeah. full God. I don't know. Week. Who knows how long it actually was in Gray's time. Two hours, maybe three tops, 20 minutes. Um, okay. So then we have the scene where Sam is at the nurse's station asking for Archer and um, Miranda hears and goes over and is like, I'm sorry, who are you? Like I can help. Um, which one are you? Are you like, this and this and this and then he's like yeah i'm the ex of naomi and she's like oh i'm so sorry i just didn't think that the ex-husband would show up at the ex-wife's 
uh, new boyfriend's bedside while he's fighting worms in his brain. <laughs> he's it's like, yeah, I don't so know why funny. I'm here either. And he's wearing a hat. He can which, like, off. he looks he looks good, but like, why wear the hat? It's the two thousands, man. I do. It's true. I do forget that. You were wearing hats. Oh, I wore hats. I'm still wearing hats. I got my fedoras for days still. I know. I don't love it. Well, you're allowed to be wrong. The baseball hats look great. The fedoras, I have different thoughts on. It's been a while since I've worn a fedora, though. I know. It's been a long time since you've worn a fedora. Yeah. Still got them. My Peter Grimm fedora. My straw fedoras. The the thing that I wish Sam would have done is bring Sonya with him. I just... (laughs) Any chance just to look at her, I think, is fine. Um, okay, and so then we get the delightful scene where Addison's in the chapel, and, like, everyone's whispering about her, but she can hear them. And they're like, what's she doing? And she's like, they're like, she's praying. And they're like, no, no, that's not possible. She's not Addison praying. doesn't Abs- pray. Absolutely no not praying. And she's like, I want to be praying, but I don't know how to pray because I'm a wasp, and we only went to church on Christmas. And so then Callie's like, I got this, guys. Which, ugh, talk about a dynamic that I missed. Addison and Callie. Love it. Missed I want, it. I love them so much. I need a spinoff of private practice where it's just, <laughs> it's like private practice after hours. And it's just her and Callie getting drinks. Violet <laughs> yeah. can come too. And Naomi. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Sonia. And Arizona. Oh, yeah. The thing um, that I love about that scene, the irony is, is that Callie is praying about the lesbian part. She's like ironic. God doesn't care. I want you to know that there are beliefs within some people who I do not identify with that really talk about how God hates the gays. They do talk about why it's ironic. There's no evidence to support it. I I know that. As someone who goes to (laughs) church every Sunday, I know that. I have read lengthy, lengthy papers about the mistranslation of specific words in the Bible that did not come about until the late 80s. All I'm saying is we can all take a page. not that way in any other language. We could take a page out of Jackie Moon's library and just E-L-E, guys. Everybody love everybody. It's very simple. It's so true. Um, so Callie is talking to God and she's like, I'm confused. I need help. I don't know what did I kiss this peed surgeon? And Addison's like, you kissed a peed surgeon? This is like this little prayer is how Callie is like, let me just update Addison on my life. Um, so she's like, I kissed a peed surgeon and but it's not like the kind of person that I normally date because she's perky and she rollerblades and she wears butterflies and all this stuff. And she's like, help me get over the butterflies or whatever stuff. Was it a, pe- a penguin? A penguin tattoo? I thought she says, "Am I totally hallucinating on this?" You are on a drug. <laughs> Don't know which one. Uh, <laughs> Narcan. Narcan is the thing that helps you come back from the overdose. Keep talking. <laughs> okay. Narcan is very helpful. I'm, I'm going to get some Narcan. George was they a Narcan. You can actually carry it now. They have it and they recommend it because if you like, there's accidental potential overdoses and so many different things. So you can just carry Narcan on you and just 
confident. Anyways, um, so yeah, I don't know what you're talking about with penguin tattoo. I think I really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think that it was what you said at the end. It's like, just God help me get over the butterflies because she's really hot or something like that. Uh, I'm just remembering whatever it was that she said at the end. It's God, let me get over that. Let me get over the butterflies. The butterflies. I never thought I'd end up with a woman, God. I mean, not until lately, but that's not the problem. The problem is the Pete's thing. She's perky and has butterflies on her scrub cap, but she's also hot, really hot. So help me get over the butterflies. Amen. That's what it was. I don't know where I got a penguin tattoo from. I would love to know. I simply don't. Anyways, so, what a journey yeah, that was for us. That was, that was fun. That was um, fun. I also love in that moment when Addison's like, I need to pray, but I don't have any clout with God. He doesn't know who I am. And Callie's like, you save babies. Like, God knows who you are. I just love them together. So cute. Yeah, it's so true, though. Saving lives. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, then we get, like, a really good... Um, scene with Derek and Sam where Sam comes in and they they talk and they're like oh you know I should have called I should have called you know like we should have stayed in touch better and um it's like a nice moment I think of just like things happen you know like it's real life things change you know Sam and Naomi have this daughter and you know they're going through something they don't live there anymore and Derek and Addison are on the other side of the country and they're in just different places different seasons of life in a way and things just happen I guess um so they have a moment where they're just like it is what it is you know we still care about each other we just did a bad job um and then they they move on to Archer and Derek's like, there's just no way I can do it. Like if it was just one, I could do it. And Sam's like, well, how would you get just this one? If it was just this one. So he goes through one by one and he's like, just walk me through how you would do it. If none of the other ones were there. And that obviously inspires him to be like, Oh, I'll just do it that way. Which why <laughs> you just do it that way to begin with. I don't understand. <laughs> I also don't understand. So these, these little cysts, they're just sacks for the worm. They're just worm sacks. Right? Yeah. Why call them a cyst? Why don't they just call them worm sacks? Because it's a cyst, and inside the cyst is a worm. Sack. Does that change the plot of the episode for you? A little bit, yeah. Okay, so what's the issue? <laughs> when I think of a cyst, I think of like a cancer. A worm isn't a cancer. A worm is a worm. Okay. It's okay. It's all right. Talk, let's talk about the scene where Derek goats the fuck out of Archer. Yeah, he's basically like, "Oh, you're a weenie." <laughs> <laughs> they argue about you the throw surgery. ball like a girl. Yeah, and if it's possible, and Derek's like, "You're a coward. All you do is send people my way," and then like, because he's a neurologist not a neurosurgeon. So he's like diagnoses the problem. And then he's like, go see this other person to take care of it here. I'll tell you the problem, but I won't give you the solution. So Derek's like, Oh, you're just a coward. You hide behind a blah, blah, blah. You just send your patients to me to fix all the time, blah, blah. blah and then bullies him into having surgery. <laughs> As is 
pretty much the norm on this show, honestly. Yeah, bully bully people until the right thing gets done, ultimately. But he has a he has a good plan. He talks about he's like, I'm just gonna try to control the rupture if I can. Yeah. If if I'm gonna have it, I'm gonna send the rupture where I want it to go. Yeah. Which is cool. Smart. Yeah. Uh, and then at the scene, like they're waiting for him to start the surgery. That's where we get the Sam Bailey Mark scene, which my favorite part of that scene is when she snaps at him and he goes, you're going to want to keep that temper in check around the kids. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. He, that's a funny scene. And then where it's like, ah, oh, I just, I gotta be distracted. Someone talk. Mark, you're good at talking about yourself. And he's like, Oh, I have a surgery that could be a game changer. Other than that though, I'm, what I'm good. To you? I'm good. It's just, um, he's so funny. I also love when Addison's like, say it, say it, say it. Derek says, it's a beautiful day to save lives. He said it, and I noticed he, it. He did say it. Um, so that's, yeah, they, they trying to, it's going really well. Um, and then he gets seven of them, and then the last one bursts. The worm gets free. First of all, this is wild to me. I don't know how medically accurate it is. Literally, the second that worm is in his brain, he flatlines. Yeah. Which, like, what is that worm doing? It's uh, is, it, is it a radioactive eel? Is it an worm. electric shock worm? <laughs> um, we also we also just talk about how the graphic on the screen of those worms rivals the woman's throat who was made with a steak. It was better than that. It was better. Like worms. They actually look like little worm wormies. Worm guys. I think in the 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 little tube that they pull out, I think those are Mm -hmm. actual worms. Parasites. Yes. Yes. Worm sacks. Anyways, so they're like they want to shock Archer, and they're like he's like no, I'm inside of his brain, and if I have to stop, then I'll lose this worm. So he follows the worm. He's like, I can, I have to do it in under three minutes for him to basically potentially not lose like brain function. Um, and so he finds it at like two and a half minutes and like sucks it out. And then like he, as soon as he gets it out, he just like his heart is beating normal again. Like I, this, this worm is magical, but it's I, bad I don't understand the physics of this worm either. It didn't make I sense. I don't know to shit me. about this worm, but like, it's not anything I ever want to deal with. That's for sure. Medical textbooks have not yet figured out all the symptoms of this worm. Yeah. Um, so then the next thing we get is like, well, the Mark and Lexi and then Mark telling Addison that Derek's going to propose. And then all of them at the bar. Um, and they sing the song. And it is pure artistry. It's pretty terrible. Addison Montgomery, he met her in the summer. She was doing something at medical school. <laughs> I don't remember all the words. All I remember is Addison's fine ass. I love at the very end when Sam gets his voice really deep. He's like, as dead as that body. <laughs> it's, it's cute because they're, but they're all singing terribly. Mm-hmm. But the lines are funny. The lines are yeah. very funny. Yeah. And they're all kind of like, they say it. They're like, oh, in my eyes, I saw her. I, in her eyes, I saw my life. I knew one day she'd be my wife. 
and something like until eternity or until as I was or and then they all kind of stop and they're like Ooh. yeah we're all and like divorced. Derek is visibly becoming more and more like okay guys like reel it in well and so are Sam and Naomi and also Mark because he's like the reason they got divorced Loki not all the way but like a pretty big contributing factor yeah and they're all just like oh we all made vows and none of them were upheld uh, and then it's awkward. And then that's when Sam comes in and he's like, let me just round this out with the, the big finish. <laughs> so, and then uh, it's a touch awkward. And then uh, Jen can't breathe. And that's the end of it. That's the cliffhanger. Yeah. So first crossover. This is, this is uh, Avengers. This is the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. This is great. So let's, do you want to rate it? as uh these two episodes together we'll just rate this one as grace because we didn't really talk about private practice that much cool you go first um i'm gonna say it's a four it's a fellow it's a fellow it's a four you know i'm right there exactly clearly setting things up love watching all these people together love seeing Addison come back. Love seeing Sam and Naomi interact with our Grays people. Something we don't get to see very often. Archer has worms in his brain. How fun is that? Owen's got, you know, crazy bombs dropping left and right as far as his like private life is coming to light for Christina. It's just crazy. Crazy beans over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a big, big fan of the storyline. I'm, I think the, the only thing that really sets this episode is not like a higher score is all of this is happening for Archer and I don't like Archer. Yeah. It's, it, it's all for an unlikable character, which is fine. Not unlikable. Clearly Naomi. No, no. He's unlikable. He's yeah. I, I don't like it's him. It's hard to understand why Naomi likes him. She's she's the he's the fun fun time guy, you know. So yeah, that doesn't for, make someone likable. <laughs> no, that's just that's the way that you can say fuck boy on network television. <laughs> yeah. So what what would you like me to predict? For um, the go ahead and predict here? something with Izzy. Izzy is. She's not making it past to season six. She dies season five. Okay, and Denny calls her home like the grim reaper that he was um something about oh so we still what about the derek meredith proposal i don't remember what any of my last predictions were but it's it's gonna happen in I think this the crossover. last thing that i remember is you said that derek's gonna ask and meredith's gonna say no yeah it's gonna happen in this crossover he's gonna propose she's gonna say no okay um Mark and Lexi, you said he's going to tell by the end of the crossover. You said Beth. In, Sorry, so this ahead. is, there's, there's three, three grays and three private practices. So six total episodes of the spans over, right? No, I feel like there's the last two. They like kind of count like 14. No, they count 15. Because here, here, somewhere in the middle, in one of the middle crossovers, it's not going to be the bookend. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's going to slip that Mark and Lexi are having sex and in, in like this relationship. Okay. And then 
there will be a big blow over in the end of the episode that leads to Derek proposing. Okay, so this episode that we just finished, the, epi- the next episode of Private Practice was the episode that aired right after this. So there's like, I think that f- the episode of Private Practice, episode 15, is really the first episode of the crossover, in my opinion. And then there's this one and the following Private Practice. And then I think the next episode of Grey's is the wrap-up. Oh. I think. I could be remembering it. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. But yes. Yeah. Um, by the end of the crossover event is a fine prediction. Yeah. Um, oh, Owen and Christina. They're good. They're good. Uh, I don't, I don't, I need to, I need to watch more to figure out what is going to happen, but they're good for now. Hunt is just kind of an enigma at this point. Yeah. The way they're, he's just very interesting. Yeah. Um, and then also you said Beth's dad was going to die, right? Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Um, and then you said Jen and Rob are both going to die. And the baby, yep. And the baby. And then Archer, what do you think? Is Archer going to live or die? Archer's going to live, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything with Sam and Naomi and Mark and any of that? Naomi and Mark are going to have sex. Sam and Addison are going to have sex. And Lexi's going to find out about all of it delightful uh okay actually well, everyone's just gonna end up in a gigantic orgy over at joe's bar there it is it's a threesome double down triple down um okay uh well thanks so much for listening guys um sorry for the different setup this episode but hope you figured it out and liked it all um you can follow us on instagram that's where like Thank you for waiting for the delay. Um, I did put an announcement on the Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, you can follow us there. That's where I'll post like any schedule changes. Um, so that's Grey's Academy pod. You can email me graysacademypod at gmail.com. You can message me on Instagram. We can talk spoilers if you want. Uh, Carmen doesn't see that. Uh, you can follow us on our individual Instagrams and talk to us there. You can find our Patreon at the link tree in our bio and listen to us bullshit. And then we're also going to be working on getting our private practices up on that soon. Now that we've gotten to this point and it's safe to pump the brakes a little bit and like actually breathe. Um, But if you see Carmen walking down the street, remember. Remember that it is a beautiful day for a podcast, specifically Gray's Academy. And no spoilies. We will see you all in the next one.